Well, it's been a few years, but we uh, finally scored an exclusive interview with uh, Mike Henry, uh, the creator of The Cleveland Show. Um, <laughs> this is a really big get for us. But Mr. Henry, it's such a pleasure to have you on. Thanks, man. It's honestly like a low-key an honor to be here and shit. So I really appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Always uh, great. Uh, we, we have, uh, we're excited to plumb kind of the depths of your working career. Uh, it's 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 rare that we get someone with like an actual profile in media on the show so it's uh it's very i'm i'm excited for this for sure thank you all right uh ty i think you got a few questions for uh I for do. mr henry uh, so yeah. why don't you ask them for sure uh so mike can i call you mike no that... <laughs> okay mr henry mr. oh henry, sorry m dog um, m dog is is kind of my preferred name yeah uh, i'm sorry m dog uh so, you. so you're originally actually could you, you say could, in, could it be m dizzy from now on actually sure M. so m dizzy you uh uh what about what about m dizzy henry is that okay sorry um, uh are you me do you get to come up with my name oh no I was, that's why i was asking i didn't think so it's m dizzy okay i'm dizzy um so you you grew up in richmond virginia um and what's up yeah, rep- Sorry, represent. I gotta, I gotta um, represent. And you spent a good uh, you spent a good portion of your life in in the Virginia uh, environs. Would you say that you you bring like a, a southern sensibility to your comedy? Do you think? Um, I would say that Virginia is not exactly the South, but hey, it's not exactly the North either. It's uh, kind of this almost demilitarized uh, kratom zone between the North and South, and I believe it's been ah. that since the Civil War days. Um, so I, the South, like I, I've never been personally, uh, I can't even really tell you, uh, wh- how many, which states are, are Southern states, you know, I think maybe, right. maybe New Mexico, maybe Arizona. It's pretty down there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sure beyond that. So I would say, no, I'm not, I do not consider myself Southern. Okay. Well, would you say you bring a Virginian sensibility to the comedy then? I mean, that goes without saying, you know, Virginia, I mean, like I, I grew up in the uh the giant the giant uh marlboro cigarette outside of the the marlboro factory <laughs> in richmond that was your home yeah, yeah i actually lived in a in kind of a guard tower at the top so uh uh yeah i would say definitely uniquely virginian yeah what, uh, for sure how about represent, like a, represent the 804 yeah. yeah yeah like a east coast sensibility uh i've actually never seen the ocean so i'm not so sure about the coastal part of that Eastern, you know, I'm 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 down with the East Side. I'm down with the West Side, but uh, yeah, I, I've never been so privileged to see the ocean, and it's one of my lifelong dreams. Well, I hope you can see that somewhere. I, I imagine you do a lot of work in California for some of your voiceover stuff, so maybe you'll get a chance at some point. Yeah, that's mostly in Burbank, though. I don't know. I just uh-huh. love the airport there. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. Is that is it good for acoustics for the recording? I've I've never been. Uh yeah, plus they have uh it, basically they have a they have the airport and you know how most airports have a smoking room. They have a reverse smoking room where you can smoke in every other part of the airport including where the women have to nurse the babies, but there's one room that you can't smoke in. So that's why it's kind of like the number one supreme airport in my brain. Ah, nice. Um Andy, you had, I'm sorry, you had something that you wanted to Well, you know, since, since we're, you know, Talking about Burbank and recording, I was just wondering, what is it like working with, you know, as since you, you, you no longer play Mr. Cleveland Brown, M. Dizzy, but um, what is it, what, what, what was it like working with Seth and the Family Guy crew? Um, Seth is like, honestly, in my opinion, one of the most talented gay men in the entire universe. Uh, I mean, I've well, seen... Well, besides our, our friend Spencer here. Besides Spencer, yeah, yeah. sure. 
Uh, can I call you S. Dizzy? Is that all right, Spencer? There's no way I'm going to remember the name Spencer. Absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So S. Dizzy, you know, I'm sure very similarly talented. This guy does music. This guy yeah. dodged 9-11 personally, uh, which had me kind of suspicious because I was like, well, I also heard different kind of theories that all the all the gay people in the towers walked out on 9-11 before the, the planes hit. So that yeah, got me kind of... they kinda, got a phone call. Yeah, right? like that yeah. kind of worried me when I heard that story. <laughs> did, you, uh, did, you ever, did you ever hear that story about uh, all, all of the drag queens dancing at 9-11? <laughs> no, I have not. Um, but that does sound that does sound quite entertaining. Uh, although I don't necessarily agree with that lifestyle, but like I'm down to work with them, especially if they give me a job on an animated uh, adult television show. For sure, for sure. Uh, speaking of your relationship with uh, Mr. McFarlane, uh, as, as Dizzy, as I or McFardizzy, I don't know. No, I can remember um, McFarlane because that's like a very kingly name. And I'm Got way it. into royalty yeah. and shit. But uh, so you first gained prominence on uh, McFarland's television show, Family Guy, uh, portraying multiple characters such as Cleveland Brown, Consuela the Maid, uh, Bruce, uh, Greased Up Deaf Guy. Um, and then in the show's spinoff, The Cleveland Show, and you now star on Seth McFarland's The Orville as recurring character Dan, the alien engineer. Uh, what, what is it about McFarland's work that? you think really drew you in so much? Um, I would have to say, honestly, mostly and primarily, that it would have to be all of the different accents that I can do from different world cultures. Break up. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Am I still coming in? Loud and clear. All right, perfect. I'm actually dialing from the phone that answers when you call 911, so the connection can get a bit weird sometimes. Ah, uh, okay. But anyway... Uh, yeah, I love doing the different uh, ethnic accents and alien accents, which recently I actually got in. I don't know if you guys have seen this on the different kind of news outlets and shit, but I got in a little bit of a trouble for. So, oh, no, uh, we haven't been following this news. What happened? Yeah, so they apparently got mad at me for doing all these different kinds of accents, uh, which is crazy because I didn't realize I didn't realize that I was credited for those. I thought that uh. I thought that I was kind of an anonymous kind of voice actor. So uh, that that was a huge surprise to me. Yeah, you thought it was just like a Consuela voiced by some or some Mexican woman, and yeah. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I told them to put in the credits. Actually, was some Mexican woman, but uh, they said that was against union rules or some some shit like that. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, at least not yet. I'm planning on going to prison and then studying to become a lawyer in prison. <laughs> Oh, what are you planning on going to prison for? Um, uh, uh, uh various things, including impersonating a lawyer. Ah, we'll see. That's a jump. You're getting a jump start on the career. Exactly. Um, as a follow up, it's been nearly 15 years since your last project that hasn't been tied to McFarlane. Uh, do you have any projects of your own in the works? Um, yeah, we're actually making a new Tremors movie. Ooh. Yeah. With uh, did you get Kevin Bacon back for it? Uh, yeah, it's the first one that he's 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 uh coming back for since the original. We're very nice. excited. Um, we have a table read planned pretty soon. And I'm going to make him do the craziest accent you've ever heard. It's going to be some oh. real, real Mickey Rooney shit, if you feel me. Uh, yeah, I mean, not to, uh, obviously not to break NDA or anything, but can you can you break us off a little sample of what you have in mind? Uh, I would like to, but uh, again, NDA kind of thing. I can't give you the specific uh, formula. Course. Like I said, just look to Mr. Rooney and, and you'll figure out what I'm doing. Do you have like a mixtape planned or something? Oh. Yeah, that's that's a good. Do you have any musical uh, aspirations? Oh, you guys don't. You got y'all don't. Nah. Well, come nah. On. Come on, come nah. on. Tell us, I'm dizzy. Come on, man. I mean, all right. Listen, 
Do you know the album Graceland by Paul Simon? I've heard yeah. of it. Yes. yes. Why do so you ask? I am working on a script for a musical, hip hop musical based on Graceland. Ah. Well, much, those are big right now. Much yeah. in the in the kind of vein of kind of a Hamilton or an In the Heights kind of deal, right? But it's all about living in that giant cigarette outside of Richmond, Virginia. <laughs> which I That's actually, it. I had never heard the album before. I used to call it Graceland growing up. So, oh, the, the cigarette. Yeah. That's, well, that's, the top a, of that's the such cigarette. a funny coincidence. Right, of course. So, uh, M. Dizzy, speaking of cigarettes, you have actually been uh, engaging in some controversy lately because you have been very politically active in the movement to keep uh, flavored vapes on store shelves. Would you like to talk about that, that very important <laughs> issue for a minute? Yeah, I mean, like, I think that it's low-key a violation of our First, Second, and Third Amendments that they're trying to take blueberry buttfuck off the shelves in, in, in stores across America. I think it's honestly sickening, and I've been talking to Lauren Ingram about this a lot, and she tends to agree. And she's, like, low-key one, one of the smartest women I've ever met, so it's been, like, it's been mad real getting involved in that movement. I see. Thank nice. you. As somebody who has voiced a black man, I mean, obviously other roles, but as somebody who is known for voicing a black man uh, on television for close to 20 years, uh, are, are, you, are you down with the swirl? Uh, yeah, I'm down with, yes. Okay. Uh, do, you have, or do you have any further details on your, your willingness well, to- Well, uh, I'm going to be honest, because I, I've come kind of so ingrained in black culture as to the point right. where I had actually done it, a, a voice of Cleveland Brown in the TV show, whenever somebody asked me about any uh, knowledge or affiliation with any term that could ever be considered urban, such as the swirl, even if I don't know what that means, I do say yes, and I do confirm my participation in it. So, so what's so? I, I would like to know, just as like a bellwether, uh, what what is your what's your assumption of what I mean by the swirl right now? Um, to me, the swirl is actually, which it, it's it's kind of beautiful. It's like, is this what you're talking about when they mix vanilla and chocolate ice cream at the at the different? That's ice cream exactly counters. what I'm talking about when they have the specialty machine for it. Yeah, yep. so I actually do. I mean, you caught me. This is one of my favorite <laughs> treats. It's a good one. Can't blame yeah. it. Yeah, it's a, it's a classic. Because sometimes uh, I'll, a, I'll, I'll, I'll be eating. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think they should swirl more flavors personally. Uh, I, I've been actually speaking Black of, raspberry. Speaking yeah. of different vape flavors, I've been telling them to swirl vape flavors for like close to six years now. Ooh. I, I'm excited to see how that campaign uh, progresses. Yeah. Thank you. It's, I'm I'm very excited too. I've been saying they should swirl. They should swirl uh, uh, Snoop Dogg's pussy. That's like my favorite flavor <laughs> with uh, uh, most evil raspberry. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's uh, that that probably would taste delicious. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't wait to taste Snoop Dogg's pussy. So, of all the characters that you've portrayed, which you know is obviously a a, a number on uh, McFarland's various projects and also on other shows, uh, which character that you've portrayed would you say you're the most proud of? Um, <laughs> honestly, I mean, I don't mean to gloat or nothing. No, but, please uh, go go away. You you've had a long and illustrious career. I did a voice on season six, right? Of of uh, Family Guy, yeah. Where they needed a the basically a squirrel gets run over by a car, and they needed the kind of death, death rattle, kind of kind of final moments of the squirrel, kind of vocalized, you know, because they were they did it with no audio and it didn't really sound right. 
So yeah. I went in there. It's like, why wouldn't this squirrel be making noise? Exactly. Yeah. It, it, all of its all of its insides are on the. Edge. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. And that's and that's basically what I was telling Seth. And he was like, Oh, uh, M Dizzy, M Dizzy, fine, fine, whatever. <laughs> Go ahead, do the voice. So I went in. I did it one take, and uh, I'm sure you guys will recognize it when I do it. Yeah, uh, for sure. Right, so of course, like we'd this. love you like, too. So the squirrel gets run over. Squirrel's bleeding out on the ground. He goes, Ow! <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a famous bit. I remember that very clearly. That is yeah. uh, that is what that squirrel sounded like. Because I remember yeah. I remember being like, listen, a squirrel isn't gonna go no or anything like that right. when he's dying. He's gonna say like, what do you say when you die? You probably say, ow. I've never seen anybody die, but probably like, ow. Well, it probably hurts a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I and I think that's the mark of a great actor is making the choices that other actors are maybe not courageous enough to make. Thank you very much. Did you know that it was between me? And Daniel Day Lewis. I did not for the E Trade baby, and neither of us ended up getting it. <sighs> what a uh, shame! Because he was he was busy. He was doing and my they last. They didn't like the yeah. voice I was doing. Yeah. But uh, uh, Pete Holmes. I mean, much respect <laughs> to Pete Holmes. He really he really took that character. He uh, ran with it. What could uh, it, we get a sample of yeah. what your uh, voice? Is? Yeah. What what's uh, what's the voice that you're planning for the E Trade baby? That they. Yeah. Uh, so I was gonna be like I was gonna be like, man, man, <laughs> fuck these stocks, man. <laughs> Man, all the stocks and shit at eTrade.com is shit. And they well, actually, I, they... I can see why they maybe, that would have been a, a, not a no-go, unfortunately. Really? I, I think you're being uh, quite rude well, to... Uh... No, I, I think the performance is great. I just, like, in the political climate, I it, it, I, mean, I, I can understand true. it that's as a true. business decision. Po- I mean, point, counterpoint, to borrow a term from my good friend Lauren Ingram, <laughs> like... I feel like it's already ridiculous enough that the baby is talking. Right. It doesn't really matter how he sounds. Yeah, it could be a white. You're right. He could be a white baby who talks like a, an old black man. Know. Yeah. Hey, that could just be me, man. I don't know. No, no. It's you. You've opened my eyes for sure. M. M. Diddy. We, we we've heard you have. And, uh, uh, Andy. M. Diddy. Please. I'll take M. Diddy as well. I mean, I mean, I think P. I think P. Diddy has to be the number one rapper of all time. Yeah, he's pretty. Well, what about Eminem? I just wanted uh, to know since nobody we touches Puff Daddy so okay. much about uh, ice cream and uh, uh, you know flavored vapes today. I'm wondering, do you, what's your favorite flavor of Red Bull? You seem to. I, I feel like just to guess, you have very strong opinions about this. My f- my favorite flavor of Red Bull would probably have to be sugar free coconut because uh, the regular coconut is too sweet. What I like about coconuts is that they give me a headache if I have more than one. So I think the the sugar free coconut Red Bull, the aspartame in it, really nails that exact experience. I see. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so yeah, so that's a great answer. So and and dizzy. Uh, I, I I agree. It's a it's a very solid uh, choice. Uh, so you made news in 2020, as we've referenced earlier, uh, for stepping down in your role as Cleveland Brown in the wake of the countrywide Black Lives Matter protests, in the wake of George Floyd's death, uh, giving the role to YouTuber Arif Zahir. Uh, what would you say to critics who accuse you of profiting off of black voices for 20 years only until it became politically unviable? Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to I'm going to uh, uh, pay respect to a close friend of mine who I actually bumped into at Whole Foods twice within the, the span of about nine months and say uh, my, my, my main man, Spike Lee, and say that I uh, did the right thing there. You, okay? you know what? So I, I, we we I, on I already, the show agree. Yeah. I already did yeah. the right thing. So I don't know why I can be attacked after the fact and after the math, you know? After the math has right. already been mathematized, yeah, why am I still being attacked? And, and, and uh, also, um, you know, when it comes to voicing characters like Cleveland Round that you've had to step down for, I just want to say thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Uh, 
thank you very much. Yeah. It was it was a long hard road. If if I if I saw you at the airport that you record all your lines in, I would I would gladly give up my seat for you. Uh, I, I kind of on the same uh, vein though. Uh, have you ever listened to the comedy of uh, stand up comic Chris Rock? Um, Chris Rock. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I have seen the movie Top Five. And I have never seen him in anything else. Ah, uh, well, uh, he he has a famous uh, stand-up bit, and and I I think it is uh, when you're voicing Cleveland Brown, would you say that you're more of a black person or a? Shut up, tight. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not going there. Jesus. All right. Um, I guess we gotta. I've got to ask you uh, one more question, uh, Mr. Henry. What are what are your uh, three favorite albums? Man. That's tough, man. I'm going to have to say The Black Album by right. Jay-Z. Black on Both Sides by Most Def. I think uh, if it were up to me, they would rename it Cleveland on Both Sides. Um, That's right. And then it's got to be Graceland at the end. Just right, fucking, of course. You know, just to shout out my hometown. By the way, I do not claim Richmond. Uh, I do not claim that elevation. My hometown, I consider anything above 400 feet. Uh, in the area of Richmond. <laughs> right, of course. Uh, uh, just two more questions, uh, if that's okay with you. Uh, I know we've been taking up a, a good deal of your time already. Um, what What do you think is the, the next race of person that you'd like most to voice? Damn. You know what? I've really been wanting to do kind of an Inuit-style role. Ooh, that's interesting. You know? Especially because that's fallen out, it's fallen out of favor to have white people play Native characters lately. I think that'd be a very interesting... Yeah, but I think Inuit might still be in that zone where I play an Inuit on like a on like a, a Pixar movie, right? And people say, "Well, that's nice. They made up. They made somebody up for this. They didn't <laughs> steal some culture, you know? Because a lot right. of people don't know about the Inuit culture. Uh, they no, also they, they think they're all called Eskimos. And uh, also, the best part is right by them. Yeah, nobody knows what an Inuit sounds like, right? <laughs> So I, I imagine they sound like people speaking a different language. Uh, I just make I just make something up. <laughs> I, I could I could throw anything in there. I mean that's that's logical on point. Uh, and and one question uh, that we end all of our interviews with: uh, Gay guy says what? What? That that means you're gay. Um, I'm fucking you? out of here, man. I can't do. <laughs> all right, I can't. goodbye. All right, well Thank that, that was that was uh, M Dizzy, uh, the voice of Cleveland M-Dizzy, Brown and uh, Consuela and the Greased Up Deaf Guy and. Uh, thank you, thank you for coming by. Um, yep. Uh, see you uh, in in a minute on your regularly scheduled yeah. podcast. Yeah, that was that was that was a good one. They call me gay. Hey everyone, hope you enjoyed that interview with uh, Mr. Mike Henry, and now we're talking about The Cleveland Show for the seventh time. God damn, I... Yeah. This is, almost this done! sucks. <laughs> yeah, we're almost done. Is this done. the last season? Yeah, it's the last Just season. Just need to also wow. get, get this out of the way. This is the first main episode where uh, we're not all here. So, uh, Ty had, had scheduling conflicts, so you yeah. Know. Yeah. It's it's understandable, but it's 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 me, Spencer, and uh, 
And uh, Ty's new replacement Leo. for missing this, Ooh, Leo. Yeah, I'm jealous of Ty. I don't want to be here. I don't want to have... <laughs> your business model is to make me watch 11 episodes of The Cleveland Show. I, I don't... Yeah. I'm angry. I'm fuming. <laughs> Would what you is rather this? watch 11... <laughs> like, I make a one-hour commitment to record with you, and on top of that, like, on the last day of freedom I have before I, I graduate, have, I have a bullshit belated graduation ceremony and then get a job at a Mexican restaurant, I have to watch four hours of the cleveland show <laughs> what is this this is insane i love i love our model of like just inviting our guests on and just being like would you like to suffer with us no yeah it's like some real chutzpah you have it's yeah uh, misery literally does love company in this case also i think every episode since season two part two we have had a mental breakdown on air where we go why are we still watching this? Can we watch something else? But what are we going to watch that to recover from this next week? Yeah, um, we've been we've been trying and failing to find interesting things to say about this. But um, there's uh, nothing. Int- this is <laughs> I, this is the devil's show. Like I I watched I did an episode with you about the AVGN movie, which I was like, um, you know, suspicious of, and then I found it very easy to see the good in it. Weirdly enough, like James Rolfe is like sort of backlit by some kind of. I don't know, comic benevolence. I, I could easily see this is a man who likes making movies. It's not something I'd watch or ever choose to watch of my own volition, but it's it's I can I can see some nice stuff in this. With the Cleveland show, I tried. I really did. It fucking there's nothing. There's it's just a wasteland. I don't yeah. Know how you've watched this much without offing yourselves. This is terrible. Yeah. It's I, I you know what? I'll say this, Spencer, and I'm curious what you, if you would agree. Uh, I have more respect for James Rolfe than Mike Henry is. Oh, artist. absolutely, absolutely, absolutely! Jesus Christ! I'm glad. I'm glad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. Mike uh, Henry writes this, right? Or like he's he's like the showrunner, yeah. right? He's the showrunner, and uh, he voices not just Cleveland but also Rallo. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Well, um, yeah. It's it is painfully obvious that this is not written by African American people. Weirdly enough, like. Uh, <laughs> I was so surprised. Well, like I was, I was pleasantly surprised that the voices weren't all white people, to be honest. But like, um, that is good. Yeah. The like, yeah. It's just like there's an episode where um, they discover a secret society of rappers, and the four like big rappers they choose are Kanye West, called Kenny West in this, Nicki Minaj, Questlove, and Bruno Mars are the four rappers they choose. <laughs> and to will I am hip hop? You really will I am? Yeah, Bruno yeah. yeah. So I actually have something I, I want to talk about about the show, really, which is the show ended like it went through its full season, and then McFarlane announced after that that the show was just dead. Did they know when making this? And if so, what point did they realize when making this that this was this was it? That after this, thing I think done? like in season two they were making like we have bad ratings jokes, and when you start <laughs> that's when true. you when you start doing that on your show, like it it's over. Like you can be Arrested Development, and if you're doing that shit, you're, you're it's just over. I mean, like American Dad gets away with having bad ratings because they're at least like not like they don't joke about it. they're comfortable with their ratings. But when it's very clear that like. Because everything public uh, a, a media brand or a professional or anyone does is always worse than what's behind the scenes. So you know, Fox executives are just yelling at them mm. just all the time. Yeah, and and everyone else probably was well. I don't know if everyone else, but most of the cast was probably okay with cutting it. But you know, Mike was like, "Nah, nah, I want to keep this going. This is my baby." Yeah, 
One thing that kind of clicked into place after watching um, episodes 67 through um, <laughs> through 67 Jeez. or 66 through 78 of this godforsaken show is that for starters, the show just like it is sort of it's it just sort of like splits the difference between like being like a normal cartoon like American Dad and then just having like family guy surrealism. So it there'll just be some shit like like there's a moment where it randomly just turns into angry birds for a second. And <laughs> <laughs> they're just like they just have like, you know, Cleveland has to like save the day or whatever, and then all of a sudden they just have him like jump and then all of a sudden it's just he's like just jumping into like a bunch of boxes and they parody angry birds with that. It it doesn't Yeah. I don't know what I it never catches you off guard. You're just you just see that happen and you're like, all right, sure, that's what we're doing now. It's good to know that Cleveland Shell managed to exist far enough into the, the present to exist at the same time as Angry Birds. Mm. That's good to yeah. know. It is truly I mean it's it's heinous. I mean like I feel <laughs> like everything I'm gonna say is probably stuff you've already discussed because it's not specific to the episodes I watched, but yeah. it's just like and this isn't obviously, a, this is obviously isn't a new observation, but it's like just the arbitrary like cookie cutter format that Seth MacFarlane is thinking. Like, wait, is he trying to do some kind of sitcom domination and make like every show d- copy this? It's like, yeah, fat. Well, dad, I mean, he thin... did have three shows on the air at yeah. the same time: fat dad, thin wife, fat son, thin daughter, smart baby, and uh, talking animal. Like, it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's even more blatant than American Dad is the thing yeah. although seth to be fair is not that involved with the show he's definitely involved in that like it's his production company making it and like he does some of the voices but like he was like this was more of a mike henry passion project than a seth it, thing. it's so funny yeah. for your for your passion project to be family guy but <laughs> half of the characters do def jam voices it's mm, yeah that's it's a really great passion project the cleveland jr character just looks like one of those uh twitter accounts that's like oh black peter griffin and he, <laughs> who just says stuff like you can spot a fake friend from a mile away like he's one of those he's, yeah. he just looks like a peter griffin reskin like he's just these things there's no it's so cynically made i i just i feel it's like the it's life uh de-affirming to watch this yeah yeah this is we have watched worse things than this. Absolutely. No question. We have not watched things that, like... Because that's the main thing we've talked about for the past four seasons is... This show literally has no reason to exist. There is nothing about the Cleveland show that makes me go... I understand why this got existed and, and Cleveland Brown as a character got his own TV show with his own <laughs> new cast. It's like, what? No. Because there is no answer. Because Mike Henry wanted a TV show... And this was the best idea he could come up with. You know what? I changed my mind. I changed my mind. I've decided to change my mind on air after uh, six episodes of this. I love the Cleveland show. I, I'm glad. I love the Cleveland I'm show. Glad too. No, it's, it's the most honest portrayal on TV of your hometown. I love um, when, when the, the, the fat wife on the rascal scooter, you know, eats waffles yeah. or whatever. Mm. Uh, she is one of the better characters. I, I love sad, when... Uh, the son with the really racist voice uh, gets up to some shenanigans. Um, I, I, yeah, I just lo- nice. I, I love the show now. The really racist voice. He's so voiced clever. by the white guy. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the ge- bear that's German, I guess. 
I love that to make fun of the fact that like people knew that that Mike Henry voicing a black character was a problem. They let they let a black voice actor voice the redneck character. Yeah, that's that's real progress in society. I, lo- I love that too. Ugh, I yeah, <laughs> love all of this. I this show is also just like insanely nihilistic. That I I, I and, it's so funny. Like there's like a there's a part in an episode like it's like there's an episode about why home like homelessness or whatever, and then the ex- next episode they almost directly say like nine percent of people who don't have jobs in this country are too lazy to get jobs. It's it's a uh, well, see, I mean, it's definitely more mean spirited than necessary. But you know, how can you? I wouldn't say it's nihilism is insane, considering that like death stalks this this show around every corner. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's and true. by death cancellation. Yeah, yeah, it's just it just depresses me. It's like okay, so you grow up, um, something happens in your childhood that sort of shapes your life and makes you seek the validation of others through creative processes and you yeah you wake up you're the funny kid in class you have big dreams you grow up in a small town you move to LA at 19 you work your you you know like work as a you know uh, in food service for a while you serve the greats you meet a guy in Hollywood he gets you a gig and you go I'm gonna be I'm gonna write the great American novel and write a perfect sitcom and do stand up like louis ck my hero and then you uh and then you get a job and then you you kind of like get a little high you intern on david letterman or something and you're like yeah this is really working out and then you get a job on the cleveland show and that's it that's your life uh it's over uh leo yeah ty's not here to say this so i will that's spencer yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's my it is really funny that's me for like the first two-thirds of it i was just like oh that's literally just spencer yeah yeah that is that well, is have fun i'm excited to work on the the cleveland show revival i'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. be... could you fucking imagine if like we wake up tomorrow and it's like we're black oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah God, that that would be a. I'd be happy. I'd be happy for us because we get to talk about the show forever. Yeah. God, three just... more, another show to talk forever. We already have three of them. Yeah. What's one more? I don't know. Um, L- LA is just this black stomach sucking in optimistic creatives and uh, shitting out Cleveland Brown. <laughs> it's just like, it's a shame. Yeah. Sophia Vergara is in this uh, for like an yes. episode, and I, I love uh, that brief window of time from like I don't know when she was in Modern Family and Modern Family blew up. That like every fucking show, especially cartoon shows, would just have her do a guest voice, and the entirety of her guest <laughs> voice is like she shows up and she's animated really hot, and like like Homer Simpson or whatever will just look at her boobs and just be like, <laughs> yo. Family Guy did that a lot. I don't know if they actually got her, but no, they, they made a lot of jokes about they her. They did get her. They did get her. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Wasn't it in the the Oscar ep- or the Emmy episode? Yeah. Oh, that episode fucking sucked. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you people not get upset that you know you have finite computational power and memory and stuff? Like how how much of your brain is just Family Guy frames and lines <laughs> and Cleveland? I Brown. mean. Lore. If it make, it, I don't know if this makes it sound better or worse, but our brains were already like this by the time we started our podcast. We started our podcast to cope with that yeah. fact. I I fully expect to have like P 
Peter Griffin related dementia at age like 37 and <laughs> you, you look over at your your nursing aide and you go hey Lois remember that time I was in the podcast <laughs> I, I I'd do that and I, I would be like the youngest person in hospice by like 65 years the rate I'm going when I'm 30 I'll be the only person in a nursing home flirty pinching nurses asses when I'm jacking off a jerkins and I'm jerking but this whole bag of bags yeah this yeah. this show fucking <laughs> yeah just like a yeah like a 27 year old alzheimer's patient (laughs) (laughs) leo did you what did you think of the episode with like all of like the the uh ethnic stereotypes oh yeah that was great but it's like oh yeah they literally did they did some small world yeah wild world of cleveland show where they have like they don't even do the like one commercial break is like one country they do like three per commercial break segment and like it's just like they'll be like now here's if the Cleveland show was in uh, Japan, and then it's just like 30 seconds of someone slanting their eyes, and then they just move on to <laughs> like uh, the Cleveland show in Denmark. I think the China, the the yeah, there's a small segment where he goes, and here's a bunch of catchphrases like quick fire round, and the one for China is him walking in with a takeout box and saying delivery. Yeah, delivery, delivery. <laughs> yeah. That that's the best yeah. they could come up with. They could. It's it's so good. <sighs> I mean, would you expect better? I I love the uh I love the part where they have to do like Italy and so they just do like every single terrible Italian joke you've ever seen and it's like completely incoherent. Like ha- half the stereotypes seem like they come from like 1580. It, it's it's like <laughs> it's like they're all like mobbed on. It's just like it's like oh, everyone in the country are mobbed ons killing each other. And well, I mean, you know, you said every joke you've seen before, but it's also worth pointing out half those jokes were just from Family Guy. Mm. Leo, if you had to do a country, you you know, you're a writer on the Cleveland show. You are that young, right. funny upstart that uh, mm-hmm. is about yep. to peak on the Cleveland show. What country are you spoofing? I'd probably pick like a, uh, one people don't really know stereotypes for. I don't know, like Laos. Yeah. And then it'd be like, uh, oh, we're... And then just name like genuine national dishes and customs and uh yeah like do a straight laced like and now it's time for the guangdong festival <laughs> and then like ooh, and then they're handing out like uh petunia dumplings the national dish and uh president something something is here mm. yeah i do that and he's a gen- and they get you actually get the uh former president of laos on to do a voice and he's um he's like oh hey guys and then there's applause that's my that's my version. What what do you think of uh, Cleveland's extended family? Because they're like consistently the most evil part of the show. Like his dad, freight train, and it's a good thing that you hit him. Yeah, and a <laughs> and a uh, like his his brother in law or not even brother like his wife's ex. Pretty rough. I I I don't know, man. Just every aspect of this show upsets me there's no one aspect that's like more evil than another it's it's just it's just a sludge it's just evil i don't i don't i wish i could remember scenes to talk about i don't it was it feels like something i have to excise and drain out of me it's it's uh it's just terrible yeah the dad's the dad's shitty the good news is unlike us you never have to watch the show thank you thank you (laughs) We we only have one more episode, one more half season of this to go through at the very least. We're yeah, almost no wonder, done. No yeah. wonder you're asking me to watch eleven episodes. I was like, I was wondering, like, why don't they just do like six? Like, 
surely that's more reasonable to ask a person to watch. And then I was like, oh no, I get it. They want to they want to get this over with. Uh, stat. Yeah, I mean, we could have just wa- we could have asked you to watch the whole season, which is twenty three. Oh yeah, you could have. Yeah, that's you could have. What we done. do for like less bad. Yeah, really? I could have done that. You you could have blocked me, but <laughs> yeah, I think I would yeah. never talk to you again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, if you did that after after I invited you on this, after if you just like left that group chat, like I would I would be like, okay, I. I brought this on myself. Yeah, I that's, understand. That's I, I I I hurt my yeah. friend. How much is this? How much you care about earning? Like, uh, you know, three hundred dollars a month is you'll do this. You'll, this is just self harm. It's like uh, someone's <laughs> paying your hospital bill. It's not like <laughs> it's. Uh... <laughs> Ty Ty said that our job is basically being stuck in the dunk tank for a living. <laughs> it like we we also like let our our fans vote on like what we do for bonus episodes and this week uh they did this month they did made us do space jam too. yeah so it's it's just like every every other week it's like okay i've got to watch like the new worst thing i've ever seen and i'm right. doing this for to cover like a utility bill <laughs> it's uh yeah it's it's something yeah oh man no i there was a joke that stood out to me where i think they had a joke about like cleveland's dad and he's just like yeah i'm fucking i'm fucking kids i'm crazy i'm just fucking kids or whatever it's in the george clinton (laughs) episode and i was just like all right his dad's a chomo now the one there's an episode where the the baby is the baby not cleveland's real son or something yeah it's uh it's the son from a previous marriage oh okay well the um yeah so the baby is helping one of cleveland's friends get laid and then they do a musical number and the chorus of the musical number is always this joke where like the because the the arrangement is the baby like gets the guy chicks by being cute and then the guy buys the kid uh, toys or something and then so the chorus of the song is every time he says something like uh, i'm paying a five-year-old for sex and then the five-year-old like the five-year-old goes like oh that sounds weird and then he's like i'm, I'm you know using a five-year-old's face for sex and that's the punch. That's that hmm. joke. One of the very few good jokes this show's ever had was in like the first season where it was like Cleveland trying to help his son lose his virginity. And at the end, he comes to terms with the fact that his son is always going to be a virgin. And someone asks him, it's like, hey, Cleveland, when did you lose your virginity? And then he just says, when I was four. And then it just <laughs> any way you want it by journey starts playing. That was the one of the very few times I laughed at this. God damn it. I... I tried to fucking find like an interview with him to read off for this. His perspective. Yeah, and uh, there aren't any like typed out ones. There's only ones with the like his replacement. He he knew not to give evidence. Yeah, he knew not to fucking. Yeah, no. It, well, no. There are interviews. They're all just like they're all just like talk interviews. There's no like a uh, written things from. God damn it! This is oh, so okay. stupid. Uh, so how's how's you all's week been? How, how's you? All- week then uh watching the uh the the bonus episode where i got to watch uh looney tunes show with uh chow and ty that was that was a good episode mm. i had fun fun watch i i got to watch a good show this week i'm happy with that yeah what about uh you leo um pretty uneventful i mean i've got a yeah uh i think i mentioned i've got a belated graduation ceremony that i have to go to this weekend with my father and then i have uh it's basically a list the last hazard because then i I'm, i've probably got a job from here on mm. uh in a mexican restaurant so i've just been doing nothing i've just been sitting around reading <laughs> looking at this you know. and questioning look oh yeah watching the cleveland show yeah. yeah that was that was a low point yeah certainly um 
Here's a question. I, I've got a Criterion channel subscription. What should I be watching on there? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of good stuff on Criterion channel. I really like, um, if you want like a good like mystery, uh, I like High and Low, the Kurosawa movie. That one's really, you know, it's from the 60s. Ooh. It's very fun to watch. Uh, I don't know if... I need to watch some Kurosawa. I haven't seen any. Yeah, High and Low is a good place to start with him. I think... Is uh, Throne, Throne of Blood on there? Yeah, Throne of Blood's probably on there. They've got like all the rights to Criterion. Throne stuff. of Blood's really good. It's it's basically Macbeth, but with samurai. Yeah. So yeah, sweet. I don't know if The Wages of Fear is on there, but that's like a really good thriller about like guys in Latin America trying to deliver like trucks full of nitroglycerin. Very mm. tense thriller. I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it's good that like unlike someone like Sergi Leone or a lot of other like really good like Western like old school directors where their most famous movie is a three hour thing. Most of his catalog is not three hour things, so you don't have to start someone down and say, Hey, we're gonna watch all three hours of Six Samurai now. Six Samurai. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Six Samurai. <laughs> Andy, I love when you just like lose the ability to form words, so you just just say something like six. I don't know. God damn it. God damn it. I, 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 we've, we've tried so many times to get like a single decent episode out of the Cleveland show and. Oh, seven samurai. Yeah. And all we've fucking done is gotten Caleb to do a funny voice once. It is. Oh my God. I <laughs> he did a real funny. He did a funny voice again. At yeah. Least. Yeah. Um, I can imagine it was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> he was. He you, did. You a don't get to listen to it though. <laughs> you, you're not allowed to. Uh, I'm going oh. to, I'm going <laughs> to come over to your place and, uh, I don't, Britain or whatever, and make sure you don't listen to it. Sometimes I think all of Caleb's hairs are ingrown and they're just typing into his brain like a mainframe. Yeah. Just getting him to do every ethnic accent on it. Does Earth. he have hair again? Is he, or is he still bald? No, he's bald oh. forever. No, he's bald. Oh, he's okay. going to be bald until he dies. He used Good to have a lot him. of hair, but it thinned out. So now he's bald. He pulls it off well, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, he always has he always has gay men in his replies. <laughs> uh, getting he used to have one that was really into him and would uh, reply under every video or picture. Um, I don't know if, if that's <laughs> that's scary. all that's what, all of his. Scary? That's kind of all of his replies though. He's got like some of the worst replies on Twitter, at least back I, when I he was more what, on Twitter. I don't know what's scarier, like that, like default, like the the gay fucking. Um, Caleb replies or Spencer's incredibly scary ghost tweet. Yeah, I get like I, I get like fifteen ghost quote tweets every time I tweet something. It uh like I'll tweet something about like a beautiful yeah. but scary twenty nine year old woman and then I'll just get like thirty five ghost quote tweets on it and I'm like, Okay, well yeah that's annoying often it's just like it's they're scary and it's often just someone go and most of the time it's just someone going like me <laughs> This is me. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is, <laughs> just but, like know. saying like Lamau for real and then you just see that and it's like oh yeah. well that's my address okay first one's yeah, my yeah. address yeah, yeah, second exactly. one's my social security number and they're just like yeah this is me and amanda when we're out on the town <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> uh, yeah someone i've been thinking about on twitter that i find fascinating is that um i don't remember her name and i don't want to say it because it's like uh i'm gonna diss her but like um it's like this woman who's doing a very interesting, like, sounding PhD. She's, like, on some PhD program. So she's just, mm. like, an academic, basically. She looks really cool. Um, she's obviously, like, styled herself well. She's obviously very smart. She, oh, like, posts a, a ton. 
like she's obviously like the coolest person on her course and she always tweets about like um how she's surrounded by losers and how she just wants to have fun and like like she has a lot of followers and um i find her fascinating because in every conceivable way she's cool except for the fact that she's presenting it all through twitter like pretty meticulously which is not cool which yeah is, which, which is yeah which totally undercuts issues. yeah it undercuts everything she is talking about it's like um you look online for people to i don't know uh, who's who's sold it who's cracked the code like who on twitter is living a good life basically and the answer is no one because they're on twitter yeah it's a little it's like a logical uh spencer is literally trapped he wants to leave but he's stuck on the you box. you have to <laughs> you have to like that that's the game you play when someone on twitter presents themselves as cool you kind of have to figure out it's like okay what's actually wrong with this person's life like what's going on here and it's usually like <laughs> they are an alcoholic or they have a job that's worse than being in prison um <laughs> that's usually what's going yeah. on there and so the like that's why i like just yeah tweeting jokes there's no pretense it's like i'm doing this because i i work i put a little bit of effort in the, into this because i'm a little performing monkey and i i obviously need like some sort of validation i need people to think i'm funny on some level yeah but with the people where it's like they tweet their dinner it's like uh i i don't understand it i honestly You've when people when people tweet their dinner and it doesn't look very good it's just like a cheeseburger that they made in like five minutes and it's like here's my dinner yeah. that that's actually really funny <laughs> that's <Yeah. laughs> that's really funny <laughs> it's it's a you should if you're gonna post your dinner it should either be like some elaborate meal that like you know you're like an actual chef and you make that shit or you should be posting like all right, I made a grilled cheese, and it's like two slices of white bread and a piece of American cheese that's not even completely melted. One of those two. Oh. Two, yeah, yeah. Two types of viral tweets that I've been sort of interested by recently are um, first one's against my will, just because it happens so often. Um, it's just like someone going, "It's actually like fucked up how exercise makes you feel good." <laughs> like it's some kind of like. Little, I, I, I literally saw someone quote tweeting those people this morning. Yeah, uh, it's very, yeah it's just saying like you're the it's you're the literally people from every Wally. week. I think. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, stuff. I think Stav tweeted it once as well. It was like the eighth time I'd seen it, but it's like funny to be. I had that, re like, everyone has that sort of revelation where it's like, oh, yeah, no, this is how you're meant to be living. And um, I, I was stupid for, like, dismissing or, like, not really truly considering it. That's fine. It's just funny when it's, like, a 37-year-old saying it. <laughs> it's like, well, it's a 37-year-old <laughs> saying it in public and it getting, like, hundreds of thousands of interactions. Like, that. Oh, that's yeah. when it's really funny. It's... <laughs> <laughs> just being like the the worst 35 year old alive and then just being like wait yeah. a minute i shouldn't eat fruit loops for every single meal <laughs> and then i'm just like i'm just gonna post this on my twitter account where i've got like 40,000 followers <laughs> yeah yeah it's so funny to feed to feed your kid like uh count chocula in the morning and then prescribe them um adderall by 2 p.m <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no it, it is this, this is such a great country class. it's such a great country it's like oh yeah my son has add and it's like well you know you his breakfast was fruit loops and cookie crisp mixed together into a little bowl yeah. with chocolate milk and then yeah and his his lunch was a uh, was a salt lick like maybe you should uh... <laughs> you get you got like four hours of sleep because he has to go to school at <laughs> 6 a.m for some reason 
Oh my god, school sucks. Yeah. Yeah, what's I was thinking It sucks that I still have to go there. Sucks. I still have to go to kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> hey, at least at least you get to pick your your torture that this this time. That makes college a little better. No, I'm talking about first grade. I'm going to I'm oh, going okay. to first grade again. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, I'm cutting I out numbers. I I got gotcha. I'm cutting out things out of construction paper. He's got an internship as a first grader. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, in LA. <laughs> There's a, yeah, the movie execs need first graders on the set oh. for some reason. They haven't <laughs> specified why, but um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just a six foot three guy just like Yeah, Brian, Brian, Brian Singer is really interested in Spencer's application. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, by the way, so sorry, second type of viral tweet that fascinates me, and it doesn't really, fa- but it's like New York in jokes where it's like, you you know that bar on Fifth Ave that's like you know kind of trendy but weird. Isn't the owner like a little uh, ch- you know chubby? And it's like <laughs> two thousand no. faves. It's like oh come on, I hate I, fucking New, York New Yorkers burn to the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, they. Yeah. Just kidding. I love New York and everyone in it, and I will probably visit at some point. Yeah. It does seem like very the... nice, and there are a lot of cool people there. Yeah. Uh, remember Bodeg- Bodega discourse. I, I'm honestly on the side of the New Yorkers there. I, I I was like, yeah, this is stupid. And then I went to a bodega and I'm like, oh, this is like amazing. Never mind. I understand why they're so annoying about it. Yeah, no. I mean, I... I... What differentiates bodegas from just a normal store on the corner? Uh, It's like a mix of like a grocery store, a 7-Eleven, and like a sandwich shop that's open like 24 hours a day, basically. So... If I want to get, like, avocados at four in the morning for some reason, since I'm a fucking demon, like, I, you can get that. Uh, if you want to get, like, a uh, Philly cheesesteak, three in the morning, you can get that. Oh. So, it, it's not too much different from, like, a Wawa or something. It's just, like, slightly better, but I want sandwiches at, like horrible hours when my body was meant to be asleep so i like meanwhile i'm over i'm over here i don't even have fucking wawas i'm jealous i want one yeah move off the east coast you fucking assholes yeah no that yeah the 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 new york in joke ones are annoying i went to a bar in new york and it, it was like a gay bar but it was themed after like one of my favorite film directors the director like Wong Kar Wai oh my god and no it felt it felt wrong like it felt like I was in like a Truman show type deal where I was being like pandered to myself I I didn't like it at all it was it was like a like they had like you know his movies playing on the tv and like all the drinks were called like the days of being wild or whatever and I was just like (laughs) what is this like it, it felt evil it felt like a little evil I don't know why we watched uh, Fallen Angels the other day. Oh! Speaking of one color. Yeah, Fallen Angels is sick. I love that one. By the way, uh, we were going to talk about this, but we ended up. I'm glad we ended up just talking about like sandwiches or whatever. Uh, Andy didn't even watch all of the season. <laughs> he just watched the no, first three episodes. Because because uh, we got mixed up on, on time, uh, time zones, and I thought he meant... And uh, we're recording this at 10.26 a.m. I thought he meant when we started recording at p.m. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... Yeah, so yes. we're we're just talking about like food now, and honestly, this is a yeah, food. It's good. better. It's a better experience. It's healthier. Yeah, it's so. Uh, it's I think this is this is good. I I already told Leo about this. Uh, Leo's got that podcast uh, where he you know he like reads like questions to his guests, and um, I suggested that he go to a uh, a porn stars ask me anything for it. 
since those are always like really good since like the best people online are like guys who are really into porn mm, definitely <laughs> by the way uh convention going, guys yeah going back to the um the, the fucking sandwich and shop thing is there anything on the west coast that you're looking forward to trying don't fucking say in and out oh i i want a bunch of street like street tacos and stuff i want to get like a bunch of cheap mexican oh that sounds food. good yeah okay yeah that's a that's a good answer yeah I love, I love, what, what, what type of, do they got any, like, you know, well, well if you're ever wanting for real Mexican food, you got to come down to, uh, Eastern England, because <laughs> uh, that's where I'm about to be yeah, serving that's... up, uh, quesadillas and a donut burger I saw on the menu. Oh, hell can, yeah. Like, they slice a donut in half and put stuff in it. Yeah. So. Do you, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go to Eastern England and have the donut burger and a margarita at nine in the morning. Oh yeah. I, I. Do they have any, like, okay, Leo, what's your, you get defensive when people are annoying about British culture from an American standpoint, which is totally fair. Like, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're both awful in different ways. We're, we're, yeah, we we're, are the exact yeah. same awful, but only in very unique forms. No, I don't, I don't get, I don't get defensive when, well, I do maybe a little about, uh, when people make fun of uh, British food and then you guys have like smuckers, uh, like peanut butter and jelly jars. Uh, I don't, it's like you have some of the worst convenience store like products I've seen anywhere. Yeah. So I, I, I do, I do get defensive, not defensive. I agree the British uh, food also sucks, but, um, yeah, we don't have. The I get annoyed. Room, I get annoyed when people say. Uh, I get annoyed not when Americans diss England, but when Americans basically like do American exceptionism but make it cool. Where they're like, "Oh, yeah, no, Americans fucking America fucking rules, dude. Like, we the culture's like like way better than anywhere else." Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what fair. annoys me. That's our our culture is like yeah. Applebee's. Says, says, it's like, says people who have not left. Well, yeah, when they talk about like American exports, it's like, uh, like, like, well, like, like, what, fucking Marvel? Like, there's, <laughs> you, there's a yin and a yang to to this. Yeah, and uh, I think it averages out at a net zero. Well, what what is your actual take on like British cuisine, basically, as a Brit yourself? Um, I don't really eat. I mean, I just eat the the people that we uh the countries we ravaged. Yeah, <laughs> three hundred years ago. Just eat people you know, from like, those uh, places. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I eat like yeah, people from Bangladesh just serve them up on a plate. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I I um what do I eat? Tikka masala is good. I I got to I got to say that. I don't know like I, I don't know what the national origins of that dish is, but I'm just going to say it's from Britain and tikka masala is good. One one thing I can say is that the produce is way more I think produce is way more expensive in um America. I think yeah. when I was there I was surprised by how expensive convenience stores were. Like, well, because um, the only the only thing we grow that's like cheap is like corn. And yeah, it's just to put in sugar right. as things. Gotcha. Um, yeah, corn and lobster is also cheap in certain in like Maine. Very <laughs> that's specific the other parts of the country. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. It's funny. Yeah, it is funny that lobster is like a fast food in certain parts of your country, <laughs> whereas like here is like a delicacy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we produce can be cheap if you go to the right places like if you go to like certain grocery stores that like just sell like produce and like knockoff cereal brands from germany then the produce will be insanely cheap but there there are like if you go to like either like a health food market or like a convenience store the produce will be pretty expensive which is really and bad yeah it won't be very good 
It'll be like packed with like preservatives and stuff, and it'll be from like three winters ago. Well, cause yeah, cause cause Ty was talking about this. We just love putting in bad produce that is grown out of season on on supermarket stores. Yeah, like you should not be able to buy like watermelon dur- or tomatoes during the winter. Like you shouldn't. Yeah, you should not be fair. able to do that. You you really <laughs> shouldn't be. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to. I should be able to go to like walk to a store and buy like watermelon that's like wafery and brittle in the middle of december yeah yeah no i i i fucking love watermelon you should only buy that that should only be on store shelves for like three months at most yeah oh one thing i really miss about america is um donuts like it's weird how i didn't realize quite how bad our donut situation here in the uk is until i went but i used to be able to like i've forgotten the name of the of the like big convenience store i would go to but it was uh it it would always have like a dozen donuts on sale at the end of the day that no one had bought and they were so good and you can get them for five bucks yeah delicious yeah don't don't like we have, we have pretty good breakfast you can yeah get, that's something we yeah we do have when, when you're not just eating fucking cereal you can instead and instead you're eating cake it's, <laughs> it's actually an improvement <laughs> yeah it, I, I do think it is funny that like it's just like accepted that we'll just eat like cake for breakfast in basically like three different forms like you can eat frosted cake uh you can eat uh waffles or pancakes and it's just like yeah well, Fr- french toast is the healthy option do people eat frosted cake in- for breakfast in the no they eat donuts oh uh, right 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 yeah okay sorry that is frosted gotcha. ca- yeah donuts for breakfast is pretty wild though i didn't know that either yeah i guess like the in the you bring donuts into the office. Homer Simpson has them. Yeah, no, I'm all clicking together. I brought donuts into the office before. That's uh, that that that's that's acceptable. But if you're just like at home and you just like whip out a donut for breakfast, that's feral. <laughs> cereal itself is like I think cereal is kind of evil. I don't know if this sounds insane, oh, yeah. but it it is. It's kind of evil. Well, it was made by fucking freaks. Like, modern cereal was made by, like, psychotic people who were anti-masturbation, you know? Oh, yeah, Kellogg. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, Kellogg made cornflakes um, because they were so bland yes. that they would discourage masturbation. And then Whereas the other guys were like, you... let's add some salt and sugar so this is edible. Yeah. <laughs> let's put mu- chocolate-covered marshmallows in it. I mean, <laughs> the fact that you've normalized that... <laughs> I mean, eating dessert in milk for breakfast is, like, <laughs> truly insane to me. Yeah. Yeah, no. No, it's, it's... It's just so... It just feels evil since it's, like... It's also so convenient. Like, you know, I, there are some foods that I, I... Like, I like that there are foods that don't require a ton of prep work or anything, but... Yeah. Food, a meal that is not, like, a bell pepper should not be that convenient to eat. I don't... I don't <laughs> especially when it's, like, it's, like, Fruit Loops or something. Like, I... You know, I got myself a little treat. I like Fruit Loops, so uh, my girlfriend was leaving, and I'm gonna be leaving town, so I was sad. So I was like, "Hey, you know what? Get myself some Fruit Loops for breakfast. It'll it'll taste good." And it's like, "Yeah, this is good and tasty, but like, it- I'm gonna kill myself two hours from now." <laughs> well, yeah, like two hours from now. Like, if I had this for breakfast and I had like to work a job, like I've just been like a neat for a few months aside from this podcast. Uh, so it's like if I had like an actual job, I would just be like dead like this would be worse than if i didn't eat breakfast because right. of the sugar crash it's funny, this last two months i i quit refined sugar and i was like um i didn't f- i found it surprisingly easy even though i used to really like binge on stupid shit yeah and then 
sort of yeah recently i was just thinking like hmm it doesn't feel like my life's that much better like i'm glad i'm not having it and it aligns with a financial decision like all these sort of like um like cookie foods are superfluous anyway i don't want to be spending my money on it but you know i don't feel you know i don't think i feel that much better and then i realized like oh no i'm not going to the store and buying nine kit kats and eating them in half an hour and like <laughs> wanting to kill myself the rest of the day no i do feel better yeah <laughs> yeah exactly I really untangled that in my head. Has there ever been a, like, because we made cake into breakfast, my brain went, has there ever been a part of America where it's like, what's, here's your breakfast ice cream, kids? Have we ever done that? I Is mean, that fucked up. Ooh. You can put ice cream on pancakes, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, as a standalone dish. I guess, the, I guess the really, like, the closest we get is yogurt that on a calorie and sugar level is indistinguishable. Yeah, ice cream I've had pudding. some of those, like, yogurts where it's, like, already really sweet, and then they have, like, the Oreo mix-ins on top. That's... <laughs> Goddamn. I don't know if you have, <laughs> I don't know if you have those in England, but, like, I've gone to the, at the grocery store, they just have, like, you know, it's yogurt, and yogurt that isn't Greek yogurt in the States is already just, like, custard and then yes you, you, they have like oreo mixins too as like a little treat so you're, <laughs> yeah that is basically ice cream for breakfast that okay glad have. we cracked the code on that i recently got told about cookies and cream flavored oreos where the cream is cookies and cream flavored <laughs> isn't that silly i hate that doesn't make sense that's like cone flavored ice cream <laughs> I, I i really like mint oreos i was about to bash all of the flavor like all the extra flavors it's like that's stupid but then i realized i do like mint oreos a lot something i don't respect is um or at least i don't relate to is uh people who say the cream is the best part of the oreo like mm. i would gladly the cookie part alone i i actually am one of those people mm. I, there I, you I, go I, I hate you you're like tom hanks in big when he's just eating the cream <laughs> oh no i eat the cookie too i'm not fucking savage no, I <laughs> Yeah, people who I'm like glad, okay, glad like to hear that. you can prefer either part of the Oreo, but if you like lick off the cream first, you are you are oh, dirt evil. to me. You are a you are a savage. Yeah, no, that's oof. Spencer, what's your favorite Girl Scout cookie? Oh, I like Thin uh, Mints. Lee. What's your favorite Girl Scout? <laughs> uh, uh, Sarah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Sarah. But they're, 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 I don't know if you if you experienced this when you were here, Leo, but like. There is kind of a cult of personality around Girl Scout cookies in this country, like more than any other tree. Yeah, we worship like, yeah, uh, we good. worship Girl Scout cookies like they're Jim Jones. It's a real cult like, of personality. Uh, I like peanut butter patties. <laughs> I like peanut butter patties, and the the lemon ones are really good. Not the powdered ones. The ones with like the frosting on the bottom. Mm. Um, yeah, I like Thin Mints. What I like, I like those. You know, the American cookie I'm a fan of are those Milano ones that are raspberry. That have I've never. I've only had the regular dark chocolate. That sounds interesting. Mm, there's there's a good dark chocolate and raspberry Milanos. Ooh. Yeah. I'm telling you. Ooh. Try it out, kids. Yeah. Have that for breakfast. Eat more sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Sugar's evil, man. Like, we... Well, because well, in the 70s, how, how this disaster started is like, kids are eating too much fat. How do we cut fat? Oh, let's just replace it with sugar. And that's literally what happened is like, we, we stopped eating... Well, we still eat tons of fat, but like... It's like saturated fats now. It, yeah. It's like the bad type of fat. That's so funny because like, you know, like in cooking, like pretty much all the fats that you'll be using to cook except for like bacon fat are good. And then it's just like, no, nah, we've, we've got to switch to uh, we got to switch to ice cream cereal instead. 
Yeah. It's like uh, something that I found interesting was I think like intuitively we all think that like people in medieval times had like shitty teeth and it's always weird when you watch a Hollywood movie and they have like pearly whites. Mm. Um, but actually I think they did have white teeth because they weren't eating sugar. Like they unco- they've uncovered like skeletons from uh, like shipwrecks and stuff where everyone has like these perfect... Uh, well, you know, Hollywood it, smiles, basically. Although it, it is worth noting that I, I remember reading that, like, pre-Stone Age people had better teeth than, like, those who did farming. Because that was the big thing was that, like, we moved from, like, berries, maybe some meat every once in a while, some, like, whatever you find, to, hey, most of your diet is stale bread now and some vegetables. Mm. And and when you just eat well, carbs mostly, that's that's just what we do. And that was that was the great mistake. Yeah. Just, just nothing damn. but carbs. We're just ruining our bodies, man. I I don't I don't like this stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. I don't like this stuff. You know what else yeah. I don't like? I don't like the Cleveland show. I like yeah. it. Yeah, bringing it back. Yeah, you're bringing it back in. Honestly, this is like I'm not even the being best like. Episode. I I think this is probably the best Cleveland show episode we've done. <laughs> yeah. And that doesn't that doesn't say this was a good episode. Like Leo, I am writing you like a lengthy apology note as soon as we're done with this. I am <laughs> I'm going to be like a a student who misbehaved in class and like has to write like a dear Mrs. Uh, Bartholomew, I am really sorry I yelled penis in class to you. I'm writing one of those handwriting a note I'm... to you after as soon as we're done recording. Uh, there's just uh, nothing to talk to that, about. But please do. Yeah. I'm sorry that I got to be on the episode and watch significantly less of the show than you did later. Yeah, fuck you, Andy. No, I am annoyed about I am furious. I'm fuming about that. I I could uh, I could have not watched any of this. Yeah. It would have been the same episode. <laughs> I mean Yeah. Uh, my my life fucking sucks, man. <laughs> this is this is gonna I'm gonna go serve serve fucking bloated english people just the worst food of all time like the worst concoctions yeah mexican food that you get at places that aren't like mexican places are is it's so funny yeah. it's like here's here's a quesadilla with like plastic american cheese here is a here are tacos also there were literally <laughs> there were no mexicans here in the uk like every mexican restaurant is it's there just taco many, bell. first off it's just like the whitest taco bell yeah, there's a, there's a Mexican restaurant on the, way, on the way to the train station here called uh, the Gringos. <laughs> oh, <laughs> literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, it's like opening like a matzo place called uh, Goyim. <laughs> it's just Goy, just Goy, like a monosyllabic trendy um, <laughs> Jewish dumpling place. <laughs> yeah, it's like fourteen dollars. But 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 yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm not I was going to say, but Corbin lost. There's no anti-Semites anymore. And then I just realized I'm, this is the gayest joke I could have fucking made. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, realizing it is, is enough, I guess. Yeah. Half the battle. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad we talked about sugar this episode. And I'm, Leo, I will say I'm, I'm very glad I made you suffer. That's, this is what you get for, Thank you. for being no, a good, good friend. Sort of a, for being yeah, a good friend. It was a purgatory. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make you come on my podcast and watch fucking oh, i don't even know i'm gonna choose the worst shit ever and i'm, I'm not even gonna bring it up at any point <laughs> and then spencer like, has you to have watch. to watch you have to watch uh yeah like uh um uh what's it called workaholics best moments 2018 <laughs> uh four hour edit i would absolutely then... watch workaholics being a boss for two hours straight and then come on your podcast <laughs> and then talk about uh <laughs> treats yeah. Yeah, you can't do anything any worse than what he's already done to himself. Yeah. This yeah, man has watched true. Brickleberry. I've watched yeah, I watched Brickleberry. Oh, do you know what Brickleberry, Brickleberry is? 
yes. Yes, written written by Yucko the Clown. I don't know whether the guy who plays Yucko the Clown. Yeah. Brickleberry is evil. My cousin tried to make me watch it once. Um, that's a that's a great show for your cousin to make you watch. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a definitely a cousin makes you watch it style show. I, I feel like Brickleberry is perfect because it's the one thing that like every time we bring it up that like we watch it, someone's like, "Oh, you watched that shit." Yeah, oh, yeah God. it's really, really rough. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Yucko the Clown was like one of um, Howard Stern's whack pack. I don't know how much you know about that, but like just a group of um, invalids and <laughs> like uh, just very not mentally well comedians. And he was going dressed up as a clown and basically did the sort of like guy on the street thing where you just make fun of people, but he was like extra evil with it. Just like, yeah, hey, bitch, you want to fucking, ah, I'm going to kill your husband. Like, I don't know. Like he was a, uh, yeah, gross guy. I think the guy who did that went on to write Brickleberry mm. is what I was getting. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Also, Spencer, were you the guy on my timeline a few days ago that tweeted about was like, Remember in 2016 when everyone's just like there were all these people dressing up as clowns at night and st- and just staring at people from like far away? That's another that's another annoying viral tweet that's just like remembering something that happened 18 months ago and just going like, "Yo, that was for <laughs> real crazy. That was on period. That that was that was fleaking out." And it was just people were really dressing up as clowns and going out and scaring people, huh? Yeah, that's <laughs> well. People, yeah, that's the, people, that's dead the... ass be dressing like clowns. <laughs> people finning to be scary like a clown in the middle of the I, night. I hope you enjoyed this insane rambling, and I hope you enjoyed the interview. I think this might be like as one audio track our longest episode, main series episode. Just yeah, because it's two parts. I think this is both the best and the worst thing we've ever recorded. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I had fun though. Nice. I had more fun if we had just like been like. Hey, remember what happened on that episode of the Cleveland show? Yeah. I think I would have killed... You would have got footage of me slitting my own throat. <laughs> yeah. If, if that was what this episode was. We would have put was. that in. Yeah, we would have we put that, that in and we background. would have advertised it. If I, ever do, if I ever do kill myself on your show, which is, isn't is unlikely, yeah. um, you should keep it in. Yeah. I give you my blessing. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll, our, we'll, our, we'll advertise it as this is the Leo suicide episode. It'll <laughs> be like a yeah. creepy pasta. Thank you. <laughs> Leo suicide. All right, well, Mm -hmm. goodbye, everybody. Bye. See you around.